Hello Aries friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Aries May 2023 Astrology Horoscope Forecast. I'm calling the theme of this month for Aries, Mega Money Madness, and I will show you why I say that and I am celebrating with you because I have Aries rising, so this is for me too. This is for you if Aries is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other placement of Aries that you're watching for. What we're going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if your birthday is a very late degree birthday, like March 15th through the rest of the sign, sorry, I mean April 15th through the rest of the sign, or 23 degrees placement through the rest of the sign, so basically our very late degree friends, I suggest you additionally listen to my Taurus report, as your very late degree friends will benefit from both the Aries and Taurus reading. We have a lot to discuss this month. We've got Mercury retrograde, which we'll talk about later, and it moving direct, opening us into our next open window free from personal planet retrogrades in the shadow periods. We've got a, an eclipse. Oh, no, see here, lunar eclipse, 14 degrees of Scorpio on May 5th. Big deal. Full moon lunar. Okay, we also have in April the beginning of a new cycle, an Aries-Libra eclipse cycle. Wow, that's a big deal. So we're getting in the hot seat. I'm not going to go into a lot of details about that black moon, new moon, Aries eclipse. That's on April 20th, just to say, because I go into that in my April report. So if you look, uh, go to YouTube or listen to the podcast for... Aries, April 2023, I'll go into lots of detail about that. But my point in mentioning it now is because the active, most active part of eclipses tend to be four to six weeks before and after each eclipse. So that means that we are still in the hot, hot time of manifestation for not only the eclipse that's happening this month in May, but also the eclipse that happened last month in April. So that that's, they're covering each other. It's a layer of May's experience to have the manifestations from that eclipse. And then you can see if you have the, um, if you're looking at the YouTube version, you can see the chart. Look at all of this energy in the sign of Taurus, which for Aries also means the house of Taurus, which is a money house. So not only that, Jupiter is about to go there. Jupiter, the great expander, the bringer of luck that we've had in our sign for the last year is going to move into Taurus, into our house of money. And I will tell you that Many, 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 many charts I have seen with Jupiter transiting through Taurus has expanded someone's financial picture in a big, big way. Plus the lunar eclipse that's in the sign and house of Scorpio for Aries is about other people's money. So your individual income, earned income, your material items, your relationship with being in human form, the material experience, whether it's farming or whether it's money, you know, it's like that tangible creation that is being aspected in a major way, plus the other people's money, shared resources, inheritances, taxes, windfalls of money, finding money, capital investments, taxes, credits, name it, money, 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 money coming from everywhere. Now, of course, it's not reasonable to expect that every person with Aries placements is going to become filthy rich over the part, the, you know, the time that this horoscope is relevant for. But the energetic potentials are stacking. And if you are a vibrational match to have that experience, then windfalls of money and success can come in a very big way. Let's talk a little bit more about what Taurus energy 
represents and how to work with it so that you can understand some of the myriad ways this can manifest. So Taurus rules everything from the seed to the tree. Okay, so the process of seed planting, farming, taking care of it, the tree, and then the fruit that comes from the tree. So that building process, all of these different placements, Jupiter, star goddess Astraea, transiting North Node, star goddess Vesta, the sun, Mercury, Uranus, behemoth, star goddess Sedna, star goddess Juno, are all in Taurus. Again, that's in your second house that is ruled by Taurus. So it's double. Everything with Aries is double. Doubly so. Doubly intense. Doubly true. Okay. So each of these are like people at a party. Their unique personalities, their archetypal energies, their, you know, spectrum of things that they bring are all going into this experience of the material realm, the sensual realm, everything from super soft fabrics to like, I always think about hobbit, hobbit holes or hobbits with this energy. You know, it's like the energy of comfort. If you've ever been in a hobbit hole, <laughs> I'll tell you what it's like. You know, first of all, from the outside, it's beautiful with pumpkins and wheelbarrows outside and flowers and herbs. And then you go inside and it's cozy with beautiful fabrics and decor and comfy furniture and pantries full of food and good drinks and, you know, friends and family and partying, you know, celebration. And that's, you know, just like cozy habit, habitual. You see the same people. It's like, it's a comfort zone. So the energy of comfort and sensual comfort and security and financial security and material security and growing and plants and all of that is accentuated to the nth degree. Some of these planets that I listed are moving through in the short term. Some of them are there for a very long time, but either way, they're all adding their voice to these stories of the developing comfort and security and stability for Aries people. Okay, so if you've had a lot of volatility, if you've had a lot of, you know, uncertainty, you know, really, truth be known, the only sure thing in this ever-changing world is our connection to spirit, into infinite spirit. And so trying to find security or permanence in anything in the, you know, the, the world of, of human, human experience, the third, third dimension is, is ultimately fruitless, right? But we can have experiences along the way when we're in our form. And these layers are all telling this story of this material revolution, um, and a different way of being in your body and in your human form and experiencing and interfacing with the third dimension and bringing your multidimensional reality to this space as well. Your financial consciousness, what you believe about money and stuff, all of that's coming up to be reviewed. Your financial literacy, all of that's coming up to be reviewed. How you value yourself or not, all of that's coming up to be reviewed. This money, this money increase could come in the form of people paying you debts they owed you from the past. Mercury retrograde is dictating some things from the past. So maybe something that had been due to you could come flowing in now. This can also be raises, income, you know, through new jobs or new endeavors, expansion of your current business, anything that has to do with that. Then when we go over to the eighth house side, this again has to do with other people's money and it can be quite dramatic. Okay. Cause if you imagine a full moon moons, you know, we know full moons can be dramatic. 
it's the time when we shake off all of the emotional energy that was building up in our aura. It's like a dog shaking off water with the water representing water. I mean, the water representing emotion. <laughs> so at the full moon time, we shake that off. Well, the energy of a, an eclipse with a full moon, a lunar eclipse, is like three times as strong as that, um, as a regular full moon. So if you imagine like a serious shaking off of emotion, but what goes along with that is also the shaking off of karma. So belief systems about intimate relationships, spiritual and other resources. We talk about other people's money, but it's really resources. Sometimes other people's resources are, is actually money, but sometimes it's their intellectual property. It's their, you know, emotional gifts. It's their emotional connection. It's their spiritual certainty. It's their psychological understanding. And all of these things are aspected by this moon and bringing things from underground up. Pluto rules mining. Okay. Pluto rules Scorpio, which, you know, this sign and house is what's being represented for Aries here. So it rules mining, the digging of resources from down far and bringing them up to utilize them. So there may be a very big eruption of resources into your space, which can come in the form of support that helps you then invest in your own individual, you know, autonomy or income, or it can clear up financial karma. I have a separate video on the topic of each eclipse. So if you go to Annie Botticelli, my YouTube homepage, and you look up for my eclipse playlist, look for eclipses in Scorpio or the eighth house, and you'll be able to, to read or hear more about how this may manifest for you. That bare minimum is going to be emotional, but that emotion could be good emotion. You know, like think about winning the lottery. What would that make you feel like? Or getting money or support, whether it's maybe just the approval of somebody that you've been wanting or a nod, you know, a nod, yes, I agree, or or um, support what you're doing. But that can have so much value to you, even if it's not financial. Okay, so let's also talk about Saturn moving into Pisces. Saturn is recently in Pisces, and it's going to be there from 2023 through 2026. So we've got a three-year storyline here. Again, Pisces rules the 12th house. For Aries, it's also in the 12th house. And so that's double-double. So what is Saturn doing in Pisces? I'm going to have a series of shorts about details about this. All right? I don't know if it's going to be up by the time you listen to this, but it will be up at some point. If you're subscribed to my channel, you'll see it there. And I also have already my detailed Saturn in Pisces um, report in my exclusive content portal, AnnieBAstrology.com, Annie, the letter B, astrology.com. So those of you who are in my exclusive content portal get extra goodies and more details about things I may put, you know, in the public. So you might want to check that out because this is a very big deal, but I'll give you a couple of tidbits here. Saturn, Lord of Karma, bringer of form, major manifester, practicality, hard work, is mixing with Pisces, which is like the antithesis sorry, of all that. So spiritual oneness, intuition, you know, that deep secret quiet space, not out in the obvious place. So Saturn's moving through there. So what does Saturn want you to do? Master your mind. Master your mind and harness the 
your inner riches, basically. So you've got multiple storylines of harnessing and directing inner riches, whether they're your own or other people's, when we add in this, um, the Scorpio uh, eclipse as well. Something else we haven't talked about a lot is that Neptune is getting towards the end of its Pisces transit. 2025, it's actually going to move into our sign and be there for a long time. These are, you know, long transits that Neptune has. And those of you, especially in the early, I mean, all of us from the whole house perspective, all Aries is starting to feel this. But those of you in the earlier spectrum, like the first March 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, you all in there, you're, you're probably feeling this earlier in a deeper, more obvious way. That Neptune is dissolving out aspects of yourself and your relationship with others in favor of more spiritual growth. So if there's any addictive component to yourself or your relationship, that if there's any over-material connection where you're not feeling spiritually connected, it's in a very long process of redefining uh, your relationship to yourself and to other people. And that might take the form of dissolution, you know, feeling like certain things are dissolving away because it's a spiritualizing process that dissolves away everything that is not pure. Then, of course, Chiron is continuing its movement through Aries. Chiron, the wounded healer, those places where we feel most vulnerable. So if you are in the middle degrees there, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 degrees, or like birthdays, April 3rd through 8th, I'm in here with y'all because... I have 17 degrees of my ascendant. So Chiron is sitting right on my ascendant right now. Let me tell you how much fun that is not. <laughs> but, you know, being an optimist, I still look at the bright side. Any wounding that we have that's interfering with things in our lives, whether it's physical or from childbirth or from something that happened when we were very young, is having a chance to be healed. And this is a process that all Aries is going through, but those dates, you know, and degrees are kind of in the hot seat right now. Of course, Jupiter is in its last legs here. So anyone who has very late degree placements, so like April 19th or so through the rest of the sign, you all are getting your Jupiter uh, connection this time, this month. So that's a big deal. You know, you might have been waiting for like a year for that. If you didn't have major manifestations from Jupiter being in our sign, don't worry because Jupiter works in 12-year cycles and often it's working on the level of seed planting. So seeds that might be planted now that don't seem like a big deal, but over the next cycle, they can grow tall and strong. Right. There are more great aspects this month, what I call sweet aspects compared to salty this month. Salty is the disharmonious connection, mathematical connection in the stars. And we've got some of those, but we have more sweet ones. And even though it is an intense month because of the eclipse, especially, you know, the first eclipse in April that's carrying over here in our sign, but really both of them will be very intense. It's nice to know that we do have more sweet aspects compared to salty ones. And a lot of those are in earth and water energies, which is basically telling the same story that I mentioned before of you know, the balancing of logic with intuition, the balancing of the inner and the outer, and building bridges between those spaces. I'm going to give you one 
particular transit to look at or one particular aspect. This is a, at the same time as the eclipse, like May 4th, May 5th, Venus and Gemini is making a 60 degree angle with Jupiter and Aries. And this is happening in the late degree. Everyone can get the goodies from it, but those of you who are in the latter part of the birth birthdays, so like April 11th or so through the rest of the sign, and the closer you are to around April 15th or 16th, the more you get the kiss from this aspect. But it can bring the combination of Jupiter, luck, benevolence, Aries, action, with Venus, love, beauty, money, relationships, Gemini, information, bring a nice combination of all of those energies. If you like to know about important transits and how they may affect you, I definitely suggest you sign up for my free email newsletter at AnnieHelpsYou.com. AnnieHelpsYou.com is also the interface for all of the free goodies I make for you each month. Written horoscopes, etc. Shine, my 28-day virtual coaching program you get for free when you sign up for my free email newsletter. So AnnieHelpsYou.com is where you sign up so that you get my written report that has all the notable aspects and the written write-up of the month delivered to your inbox one month early. Okay, so let's talk about some other things here. Something else about Saturn is that Saturn was touring the 11th house for these years, and you may have felt heaviness in your friendships, your relationships, your group, had trouble feeling like you belong in your environment, you know, have trouble within large organizations, just heaviness and hard work. And now it's time for those gifts. When Saturn leaves a place, it often brings gifts. So you may find that now and in the months to come, that perfect friendships may come to you or and or friendships from the past may come back in a beautiful way, fulfillment, peace with, uh, you know, everything 11th house, basically, you know, also if you've been building internet based things, which the 11th house rules or doing community based things, you may find that those are reaching, you know, a critical mass where you're benefiting from them tremendously from that work, that Saturnian work that you put in. Okay. So Venus is bringing a lot of energy to writing, speaking, creating, and also travel. And so you might find that there's quite a bit of busyness this month, um, driving all over the place, communicating with a lot of people, doing stuff involving money. Venus rules the second house that we have been talking about before. Then Venus will go into Cancer. And Mars is also in Cancer. And both of those will be highlighting your home and family, real estate and housing. And you'll be feeling that. And then later in the month, there will be a change in the energy. Some of this Taurus energy will ground out and go into Gemini. Mars will go into Leo. These are both planets or signs that are more like Aries or more speak the language of Aries. All this Taurus energy is great. And we talked about what, what it could bring, but there's an awful lot of water between the eclipses and Saturn and then the earth with all the Taurus and when we have planets moving through air and fire signs, it helps to bring us more vitality, you know, more energy, more passion. So Mars will get into our house of true love and children and fun so that, you know, you'll feel that change. So any drudgery that's occurring or tedious work or things you have to attend to in April and a good bit of May will probably start to open up into adventure and fun and expression as you get towards the end of May. And then once we're in 
Gemini season, you know, that energy is going to be very different. Okay, so something we do need to touch on is Mercury retrograde cycle. When a personal planet is retrograde, it tends to bring us inward and backward. Whereas when it's direct, it brings us forward and outward. All right. So May is divided between this retrograde and direct energy. And it's important to understand how that transition goes so you can align with the natural rhythms of the universe. Most Aries people I know, myself included, will tend to just blast through things in their path and not really see or acknowledge obstacles. And sometimes that can have a backlash. And sometimes that can be hard and get a little old with some of the you know resistance or things that come up. If But we can still be a motivated, inspired, inspiring, productive Aries, and even more so by acknowledging these natural rhythms. Okay, so April 7th, Mercury went into its pre-retrograde shadow period where things started to slow down. I liken this to slowing down when you're traveling in a, you know, lane of several lanes of traffic and you're going up to speed and everybody's flowing along. That's like the direct energy. Then the shadow period before the retrograde is like, ah, crap, I got to make a U-turn. So you're like going through lanes, trying to slow down, trying to get to the median where you make that U-turn. So that's kind of the period between April 7th and April 21st. Then April 21st through around May 15th, could be a little earlier depending on your time zone, it's actually retrograde. That's the point where your car is sitting right in the middle of traffic whizzing by you this way and traffic whizzing by you that way, and you cannot get into that lane of traffic. (laughs) Things are stalled out. And is it good to try to force things in that space? No, it's actually dangerous in that particular scenario, right? So this is the time to deal with what comes up to clear out clutter on any level, for research, for wrapping up loose ends, finishing old projects. So pretty much until like, I'd say around May 21st, you'll really start to feel it shift because that's when the sun gets into Gemini and that's like almost a week out of Mercury having gone direct because things tend to go a little haywire. Sometimes people play the game. Oh, it's May 16th. Mercury's direct now. I'm going to do all this stuff. Ha, good luck with that. Been there, done that. It's going to get all the chaos of the of the retrograde and then some wrapped into whatever you do because those days right before and after it goes direct or retrograde are more haywire. So around May 21st, there will be this shift. And then, you know, May 21st through May 30th is this shaking off of the fog of Mercury retrograde. So for the first three weeks, it's good to know you're going to probably be confused. Things that were set will likely be called into question. Plans that were made will either change, get called into question or shift in some way or be canceled altogether. So it's a good time to be in the moment, not project too far into the future. And the universe helps us in that because usually when we're going along a path and we can see lots of steps ahead and the big vision, Mercury comes into retrograde and bam, there's a wall or a fog and you can't see but one step ahead. So we've got to take it step by step. So we want to honor the flow and not force or try to make anything happen. Aries people tend to be great at making things happen, but this isn't the time to do that. This is the time to be the spider, sit back in your web and work with what comes to you. Appliances breaking down, miscommunications, things from the past to deal with will likely come to you and you can deal with it. Now, May 21st through May 30th, you'll feel this shift. Now things are starting to push forward. It's easier future planning, you can see further, more clarity, information from the eclipses are more being delivered. So now you're having a better idea of what the events that occurred may mean. 
brand new projects, active moves, investing agreements, big decisions, launches from the end of May and a couple of weeks into June before we get into the Venus retrograde, pre-retrograde shadow period, which is going to that whole Venus cycle will last into October. Um, you know, you've got a couple of weeks of this really clear energy. Now, if you want to project into the future with understanding the calendar of 2023 so that you can align your efforts with the natural rhythms, go to AnnieBAstrology.com. Annie, the letter B, astrology.com. That's my exclusive content portal. And that is where, you know, you'll get this 2023 planning calendar. But for these months, you know, this is information that will help you. So anything that you're conjuring or trying to make happen, the direct stars are much easier. That's your message in a bottle energy where you throw it out and the tides are going out. If you throw that message in a bottle out when the tides are coming in in the retrograde, it'll just float right back to you be like, oh, I got a message in a bottle. Oh, wait, that was the one I sent. (laughs) That's no fun, right? Okay, so if you want to learn astrology and you love how I teach and you want to learn either for your personal purposes or want to earn money as an astrologer, go to beastropro.com, beastropro.com. I've been a successful entrepreneur for 25 years and I've been a successful astrologer for 20 years, and I've had a successful online business for about 17 years. So you can benefit from all of the things I figured out over this time by signing up for my course there at theastropro.com. It's called Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery Course. At loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com, you can see my school. I have free classes there too, including classes on abundance and wellness not going to list all these sites here, but if you've got the visual, you can see them. They're also in the notes with links underneath the video or podcast. I have three books available. Uh, Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe, Radical Prayer, Transform Your Life and the World in 28 Days, and my spiritual novel, Tough Pill to Swallow. So you can find all of these on Amazon or through indie or major booksellers. So I haven't been on camera much lately, but here's my beautiful (laughs) self-portrait. And here's a picture of me saying, have a wonderful month, and i see you next month. Bye.